Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Wednesday, February 23rd. Wait, February 23rd. This is Wake Up with Ray G brought to you by Prize Picks. Uh, how are y'all doing this morning, good people? Let's see who's in the building. Sham, Paul, Jeff, Daniel, Roe, Ethan, Ty, my man Mike, Jay, Roe, Fish, Tim, Paul, Allen, Lindsey, Mack in the building. Appreciate y'all tapping in this morning. It's a cold one here in Texas. It's 20-something degrees. Yesterday it was 70-something. It's 26 degrees outside. It's freezing fucking cold, but we're going to have a good show today. It's Q&A Wednesday where we get to engage with everybody that taps into the show. We know we love you. You know we appreciate you, so we got a bunch of questions that we're going to get to. But first and foremost, first and foremost, everybody's been asking like, yo, where do I find this? Where do I find that? All the links to everything that we do it's in the description, so make sure you check out the YouTube description, link to the newsletter, it is free 99, so if you can't wake up, you're lazy, you're tired, you had a long night, drank too much, and you can't wake up with us in the morning, make sure you tap into the newsletter that drops every Friday, and then you can get like a full recap of everything that we're doing on the YouTube channel, behind the curtain, behind closed doors, you get to see a little bit of everything, and I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, for free 99, Sign up for the shit. It's dope. Good to keep you up to date with everything. New podcast feed. So if you're like, I'd rather listen to this while I'm driving into work, got to go subscribe to the Wake Up with Ray G podcast feed. It doesn't come out under Destination Devi. You got to go to Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Sign up for the Wake Up uh, with Ray G podcast. Just subscribe to it. And if you listen to it on some like obscure podcast platform, hit up Jay and it will make sure the shit gets linked up for you, right? Um, also... TikTok. We are on TikTok. We are doing the dances and all the stuff that the cool kids do. So make sure you follow us on TikTok for some shorter hitting content. And then as you can see at the bottom of the screen in the corner, at corner, this corner, Prize Picks, the exclusive fantasy gaming partner of the Wake Up Reggie show. And we're going to dive into a little bit of uh, some cool stuff that they have. And I want y'all to tell us if 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 whose ticket is going to hit. So me and Jay put a couple of could have put a couple of bets in, right? Put a couple of plays in that are going to take a year to come to fruition. But I think some of the early lines out on prize picks right now for some of these players that we love and enjoy in fantasy football, for fantasy football, you know, th- these are some very generous lines right now. So if you want some free money, if you want some free money, go to prize picks, use the promo code wake up for up to a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Jay, how you doing this morning, baby? I'm good. I'm good. I didn't want to ruin oh, your God. intro, but I want to give Marlon a big shout out because Marlon in the chat, $20 super chat. Give him the sounder, oh, baby. Give him the oh, sounder. Oh, where's the, where's the, he where's is the sounder? Today. Air horn. Here we go. <laughs> super chat. Yeah. Out, Marlon. Marlon didn't you. even, he didn't even give us a question. He just wanted to show his appreciation Man. for the show. We appreciate That's you, Marlon. Love. So I wanted to show That's you up for that love. while you were doing your intro. 
That's mad love, man. Oh, That's mad woo. love. Woo, look at that. You are getting paid this week, Jay. You're up to $24.99. You are balling this week. You can buy yourself a nice meal, take the take the wifey. Speaking of, speaking of, oh, we no. did not touch oh, on. No. We did not touch on the glory that you hit on last week. So everybody that doesn't know, Jay and I, we are into the top shot, the NFL oh, yeah. all day, pulling the moments. So I opened up my pack uh, from the NFL. What was it the all day? What was it? What, what drop was it? It was just one it of the was bigger 250. drops. It was it was a rare drop. It was a rare. It was drop. a rare drop. So you were guaranteed a you were guaranteed a rare moment in this pack. So I opened up mine and it's all right, right? Like I got some decent players. This dude opens up a pack and gets a rare number one. One of what eight hundred? One of eight nine? I think eight hundred. Yeah, one of eight hundred. One of eight hundred. Yeah. Terry McLaurin and. This dude is rolling in the dough. He's gonna make a hundred thousand no, dollars off not of this offer. I don't pool. know. We don't know how much it's worth. Great. We don't Just know. Gr- we don't know how much it's, it's worth. It's worth over twenty five thousand. We know that. And you pulled a rare probably, like that probably. is probably. What are, what were your percentage odds of pulling that rare one of one McLaurin? And that's his only moment, right? That's his only moment. Yeah. His and, debut. Uh, it's launch code, which is like a special yeah. type of moment. Yeah. Number one badge. Everything on it. Go Jay check Rich it hit out. that It'll joint. probably be up for sale today or tomorrow. <laughs> Jay Rich hit that joint, man. So congratulations. It was really cool when we saw it pop open and it was like number one. I was like, oh man, it it would be this guy that fucking hits the the one of one <laughs> rare moment. But talk, speaking of prize picks, so I want y'all to me and Jay put in two one single unit bets uh, for some of these futures with the NFL, and y'all let us know. So this is this was my ticket, right? This is the one that I put in. Let's scoot it up a little bit. So looking at the futures, and we're going over-under, right? Over-under for these five players, right? Trevor Lawrence, 39.50 and a half. Javonta Williams, 1,100 and a half. Uh, Jamar Chase, over 1,300 and a half. JT, 14.5. And Justin Herbert, 47.50 and a half. So these are the over-unders for uh, next football season. And my thought process is this. T-Law went over 4,000 this year, and the offensive situation was terrible. You bring in Doug Peterson, who's shown uh, an ability to win with Nick Foles, made Carson Wentz look like an MVP candidate. Uh, You know, the the offensive weapons can only get a little bit better. If they invest in that offensive line, whether it's Evan Neal, um, Ekwanu, they protect Trevor Lawrence a little bit more. Second year should be that if if T-Law is going to do it, it's going to happen in the second season. So I feel good about him throwing for over 4,000 yards. Javonta Williams, last year, sharing a backfield with Melvin Gordon. I think they had identical carry totals. They were roughly around, I think Javonta had 203. Gordon might have had like 218. They both had over 900 rushing yards. And it's already being reported that Javonta Williams, regardless if Melvin Gordon is back or not, is going to be the lead back. Second year in that offense. My opinion, this is a lock, and and nothing is a lock. First of all, nothing is a lock. When you're doing nothing is a lock. He's got a very good opportunity to surpass 1,100 rushing yards on the season when he damn near hit that as a rookie with a 50% carry share. Like So just bump that up to 65%, right? He's getting 65% of the work. 1,100 should, should be doable for Javonta Williams. Surprisingly, the one that I was a little – the, the one that I was kind of nervous about was Jamar Chase at 1,300. We saw him go over 1,500 this year. Now, that included some massive blow-up games, Jay. But, uh, you know, with him improving with Joe Burrow, them improving that offensive line, 
I, I think thirteen hundred is right. I think that's a good line, but I'm, I'm taking the over on Jamar Chase thirteen hundred. JT, honestly, in my opinion, this is a health bet. I don't care who the quarterback is. The amount of times he's going to touch the ball should be able to hit fourteen hundred. And then Justin Herbert over five thousand yards passing last year. Mike Williams is probably gone. Maybe they draft a rookie wide receiver, but forty-seven fifty for Justin Herbert, I thought was quite doable. Quite, quite doable. Um, what do you what what do you think about my ticket, Jay? Um, so I like a lot of what you said. Obviously, there's a couple that we have the same. Uh, my biggest fear is Trevor Lawrence. And I know, like, we kind of went over this this past offseason with Tua, right? You thought Tua would go over 3750 go over 4000 yeah. Ultimately, it's more of a health bet. And people need to understand, like, it's still February. Like, these guys can still get hurt, and yeah. these tickets will be dead in May, in April. Like, so that's yep. why you get some softer lines here. But with Trevor Lawrence, my issue so much isn't really him. It's the inefficiencies. Like, he was still over 600 pass attempts this season. He still threw the ball the seventh most times in all of football, and he barely hit 4,000 yards. Like I think it was at 4,100, right? So he could do it, but if the offense is more efficient and they're better at running the ball, then maybe he doesn't quite get there. That's Again, I'm just playing a little bit devil's advocate. He should definitely go over with the talent, ability, better offense. He should definitely go over. But knowing that he threw the ball the seventh more times in football, I'm kind of like, uh, maybe. Well, they're going to be bad. They're going to be throwing the ball. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. They're going to be bad. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot, playing from behind. Better offense. That's sort of what I'm betting on, Trevor Lawrence. So let's take a look at your bets, right? You got Stafford over 4,700. You got the same JT bet. You got King Henry at 1,450. So you think King Henry is going to go over that? You got Cooper Cup over 1,450 as well, receiving. So if I guess your assumption here is if you believe in Matt Stafford going over that total, then then Cooper Cup is going to hit his number as well. Exactly. And then you also got the Jamar Chase over 1,300. Um. I mean, we got two of the same guys, JT and Jamar Chase. I, I don't hate Matt Stafford, but I just I, I'm wondering where all the passing yards are going to come from. No OBJ, uh, Robert Woods should be back. I'm not sure, but he should be back, right? Tight end. We don't know what's going on with Higby. I think he's under contract for another season. Um, I like Cooper Cup. I don't know if I love Matt Stafford. That's the one in your ticket that is a little. It's a little nervous. It makes me a little nervous. He yeah. should. What did he have this year? He what had 4880. Um, so again, Man. he did go over this year. And, and we got to remember that OBJ was only there for part of the season and Robert Woods obviously being hurt. And OBJ wasn't that good during the regular season, right? It was really in the playoffs when he turned on. Uh, Cooper Cup, to me, it's like you're getting a 500 yard discount and he'll probably still be the top target, maybe even targeted just as much as he was this year. I think that's an easy number, but I want to, there was someone asking about chase and he thinks that's the trap play. I need to remind you that Justin Jefferson in his rookie year had 125 targets for 1400 yards. Chase had 127 targets for 1455 yards. This season, Justin Jefferson has 167 targets for 1600 yards. So you're getting a discount in the yardage that chase had this year. And in all likelihood, he will be the top target this year. He was splitting targets with T Higgins with Tyler board. There will be a lot of that, but I fully expect him to command the majority target share 150 plus for chase this year. And on top of that, Burrow didn't even play the last game. So you think about from that standpoint, I think chase is a really good number here at 1350 for a player who already went over that number. I expect him to take more targets, more yards, probably not more touchdowns. But again, you look at Justin Jefferson as the comp, a player who he did better than this season, a guy who also got an extra 40 targets the following season. It seems like the people kind of like the T-Law bet over the Stafford bet, man. Um, 
I just think 39.50 is such a low bar for such a talented quarterback. Um, for me, again, you're right. Making these bets this far in advance, there's a lot that can happen. But the only thing that's probably going to happen is these numbers are going to increase as we go as we get to the draft. You know, let's say the Jaguars draft an offensive lineman in round one, and then they turn around and get a David Bell in round two or a wide receiver, right? Trevor Lawrence line, you're going to see it rise, 4,100, 4,200. Um, I'm just, the Stafford one is a little concerning to me. I also was kind of like, is Chase the trap play this year? But, I mean, shit, man, 1,300 should be within his wheelhouse. And then Derrick Henry over 14,5. That one, I, I know he had almost 1,000 yards in like eight games, nine games this year. Um, but again, with the running backs, in my opinion, it's like health bet, right? That's why when I was making yeah. these, I was thinking about who's touching the ball the most, who's got the opportunity to stay on the field the longest. And, you know, we'll see how these play out and we'll track um, these bets throughout the year. Uh, we'll see the line adjustments where the juice is being laid. And this is the cool thing about prospects, man. They got this stuff out right now to where if you like some of these lines, you don't have to put in a YOLO five-legger, right? You can just take two guys, you know, throw a unit on there, throw half a unit on there. But make sure when you do that, use the promo code WAKEUP so you can get up matched up to a, to a, to 100% with $100. So uh, go ahead and throw 100 in and let's pay, play some future bets together. But, Jay, Q&A type stuff, man. Q&A type stuff. What do we got today? And real quick, man. Uh, I just want to give a shout-out to my man, Matt Bruning, in the building. Uh, yeah, man, yes, good sir. to see you, Bruning. Hope everything is going well with the family, man. Uh, prayers from us to you, man. You know we love you, man. So just want to say glad to see you back in the building, glad to see you back on your feet, big dog. And uh, we're thinking about you, man. Go shout-out to Campus to Canton, man. Shout-out to Matt Bruning and everything yes, that they're doing. But let's highlight the people, man, what they want to know about today. All right, this is a great question for – what we talked about yesterday in our Heisman chat. Obviously, people don't know what we talked about yesterday, but it's on the same premise. In a 1QB, how many running backs in this 2022 class are you taking over the top wide receivers? In a single quarterback league, how many running backs? Yeah, it does, in you know, quarterback doesn't really matter, but how many running backs are you taking over the top wide receivers in this draft? Listen, we did this, we did this last night. I don't care. I am of the belief. I'm of the belief that you got to take these running backs uh, before the wide. The wide receiver depth is so deep in 2022. It's so deep. Um, and it was an interesting conversation because think about it like this, y'all. Um, you draft a running back year one. Running back flops. Year one does absolutely nothing year one. The chances of that running back retaining similar to equal value from year one to year two Probably pretty high. I'm thinking of players who'd like Travis Etienne did not play at all last year. Hurt in the preseason. His value is still relatively high, right? Um, let's let's name another running back. The, 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 the Rashad Penny years, right? Rashad Penny's rookie year didn't do much. He still had tons of value going into year two. If a wide receiver busts and fails in year one, the likelihood of that wide receiver retaining their value from year one to year two is is drastically lower than the running back and or quarterback position. We had a six-hour conversation in the Discord about this yesterday. So for me, in 2022, as much as I love Traylon Burks, as much as I love Drake London and Garrett Wilson, if you're just talking dynasty value, just talking dynasty value, I don't think there's any way 
You can take any of the wide receivers, Traylon Burks included, and I have been Traylon Burks truther, numero uno, head honcho for over two years now. I'm taking Kenneth Walker, I'm taking Brees Hall, and I'm taking Isaiah. I'm taking the positions that if given, let's just assume draft capital, day two draft capital for the running back, second or third round. Those are the players that are going to retain their value from year one. Devonta Smith had a very good rookie season. Very good. Over 900 yards in an anemic passing offense. And somehow his dynasty value seems like it's gone down from his rookie season to his sophomore season, right? You look at the wide receivers that busted year one. Rager. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying Jerry Judy busted, but maybe not all the way up to our expectations. Uh, Henry Ruggs. LaVisca Chenault. From year one to year two, that value didn't increase. But you look at the running, there were still people on Clyde Edwards-Elair after his first season when he disappointed, right? J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers. Like the running back position retains its value so much more than a wide receiver. If, if, if Burks somehow fails and doesn't do well in year one or Garrett Wilson doesn't perform to expectations, I guarantee you, the running backs and the quarterbacks, if given draft capital, they're going to retain their value at a higher degree than the wide receivers. There's just so many of them, Matt. There's so many of them. I'd rather start my rookie draft off with Brees Hall and then double back in the second round and be able to grab an Olave in the middle of the second round. Maybe be able to grab a player like Christian Watson at the back of the second. Jalen Tolbert at the top of the third. Whereas at the running backs, you're not getting that type of talent in round three, round four. So for me, I have I have completely, I am wide receiver truther numero uno. I'm taking the running backs before I'm taking any of the wide receivers, man. All right, I want to get through a quick one from the chat because he was asking about your top five running backs. I think we all know who your top four running backs are, but who is your RB5 right now? Oh, man, who is my RB5? Okay, let me pull up. Let me pull up the database real quick. Let me pull up the database <laughs> because I want to give the people the accurate shit. I think I know who it is. One, two, three, four. Rashad White, Arizona State. Rashad White, Arizona State. Really? Okay. And RB6 is Donovan Knight. Out of Bam Knight out of North Carolina State. I think he's going to be a big riser um, after the combine next week. So, Rashad White, Arizona State, RB5 right now for me. Okay, now back to another running back, Kenneth Walker. If he is a good receiving back, and we just don't know because of his usage, is yeah. he the number one to you guys? And if not, why not? Um, if we could see it that he's a good receiving back, comparable if we could to see it, Spiller okay. and Hall. Okay. Well, what what are your thoughts on Kenneth Walker? Because I'm about to I'm about to tell the people the truth. I'm about to go into my model. I've got a model now. I'm going to go into okay. my model. Your model. And I'm I'm going to I'm going to tell you what I have him graded out as in the receiving category, and then I'm going to switch it and see where that puts yeah. him. Right. So right now, Kenneth Walker in uh, receiving versatility and the the the. The player that I model that after inside my thing is Christian McCaffrey. When I'm thinking about receiving versatility, that ability for running backs to be used as a pass-catching weapon, line up in the slot, line up outside, get creative with the routes, a lot of option routes, choice routes, combination routes with the three wide receiver and trip sets, Christian McCaffrey is the best at doing that. I gave Kenneth Walker a four in that category, and the scoring outline for a four is average college level. So he's fine from a collegiate level, and I rank those from four to ten. So let's just say I give Kenneth Walker 
How high point, could you really go? That feels just, like higher say, than I expected, honestly. I'm just going to say 6.5 in that category, right? So I gave him a 6.5 yeah. in that category for receiving versatility. That would put him at RB3, but he's still behind Brees Hall and Isaiah Spiller. So it would move him up uh, ahead of uh, Kyron Williams, who I have graded out as three, and that put him as RB. That that put him over Kenneth Walker. Just I mean, uh, Kyron Williams, just giving him two and a half more scoring units in that receiving yeah. versatility carry uh, uh, area. Not changing his hands, not changing any of that. If I took his hands to a sit from a six to a seven, because I think he has fine hands, we just haven't seen it. That gets him a little yeah. closer to Brees Hall and Isaiah Spiller, but he's still behind those two running backs. Okay. All right, so we super do chat, have a super, super chat, chat question super from chat, Scoot. Super chat, Scott. yes. Go, go, man. Just go, man. I, I, Should I he trade the 103 it. for Mark Andrews? Where, where are you at with Mark Andrews? Is he a buyer or is he a sell? Let's kind of turn this into a two-parter. 103 for Mark Andrews, and is he a buyer or is he a sell? He said it's a 1QB league. So you're saying yeah. essentially Kenneth Walker for Mark Andrews. Top three running back. Kenneth Walker for Mark Andrews. Um, if it's tight end premium and you're talking 1.5, two points per reception for the tight end, I'd probably prefer Mark Andrews. I think he's dynasty, uh, dynasty tight end too. So I would not do that. I'd rather have Mark Andrews. Um, if it's a regular PPR league, no kind of crazy bonuses for the tight end position. Depends on your depth. It's hard to answer these questions without really looking at your team. But I would probably take the running back over Mark Andrews. It still feels a little light, in my opinion. He is the dynasty tight end, too. Um, and and that's a position where it's like the haves and the have-nots. If you've got an elite scorer at tight end, it's such a positional advantage over like everything else, right? Because you could find wide receivers to come in and, and, and play that wide receiver two, wide receiver three, wide receiver four role. It's truly like the haves and the have-nots at the tight end position. So having a player like Mark Andrews just makes you feel so much more comfortable. And when you've got a tight end that's dropping, what did he have? 1,300 freaking receiving yards. Yeah. That above maybe what Kenneth Walker could be still could probably outweigh that. Um, But just off the rip right now, I probably would have Andrews, man. Like, honestly, outside of – outside, I would not trade – Oh, if he's giving up the 103 to get Andrews, I'd probably do that. Yes, I would probably do that. Okay, so in a vacuum, what's the highest you would take a non-first-round QB in Superflex? And I just want to – I didn't read the question. Yes, if I'm getting Andrews for 103, yes, give me Andrews. You take my 103. Sorry, what would you say, Jay? What's the highest you draft a non-first-round QB in Superflex? Is that really exist? Dynasty it depends on talent. Like, Dynasty, we'll say, well, I'm assuming he means rookie draft. He didn't specify, but I'm assuming he means rookie draft. Like, let's say Carson Strong, for instance, right? Because we think he's going to be a second round pick, no matter what. Versus a Desmond Ritter, who we're really not not really drafting that much, but we'll see, I guess. Right. So, right, where right, where right. do you think you would take Carson Strong, and how high would you take him? Because Sam Howell is kind of like we expect him to potentially be a first rounder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I need you to repeat the question. I don't know what you, I don't, I was reading so, something. I'll say, where would you, where would you take Carson Strong in a rookie draft? Cause he's a non, he's, he asked a non first round quarterback. Cause he's saying, you know, if he's a first okay. rounder, you're probably taking him the first round of rookie draft. Right, right, right. But a right. second rounder, where would I you mean, draft that guy? He went, he just went in, in our, in one of our patron leagues and it was, it's a pretty decent sized money league. He just went the top of the, top of the second in the super flex, non super flex. 
third round? Like, why, why are you even touching him? If it's non-super flex, if it's a single quarterback league, uh, the fourth round, like I'm, 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 I'm taking him later. Like in a, and if it's not super flex, mid to late third, fourth round, like he's just a statute quarterback that you could find. I don't know, you could find Baker Mayfield and not have to invest a rookie draft pick in that. You know what I mean? Like for real, like for real. Like I, I would not outside of the top thirty six. So fourth round for me probably. All right, Rojo Fish has another Super Chat question for you, and it's your thoughts on Pierre Strong. Where are you at with Pierre Strong, and how do you feel about him heading into rookie draft season? Man, I'm going to have Fish ask another question because one thing I do is I try very hard not to lie and tell, tell Fibs. He is the only running back that I have not graded out because I don't have all 22 of Pierre Strong, so I don't know. Like I honestly don't know where he falls right now. Um, I've heard good things about him. You know, smaller school running back is uh, going to have a chance to prove himself at the combine amongst the big boys, but I have not really dove into Pierre Strong's tape yet because I'm waiting for some South Dakota State All-22, so I really I, I can't answer that one, and I, I apologize, but I'm not going to... The highlights look straight, but I'm not going to give you an answer based off the off the highlights, you know what I'm saying? I want to be authentic with it, so i got to wait a little bit until I can get some of that All-22 South Dakota State tape. All right, so this is a question about uh, two picks in rookie drafts. Would you rather have Malik Willis and Kenneth Walker or Isaiah Spiller and Sam Howell? Ooh. Malik Willis and Kenneth Walker or Isaiah Spiller? The picks, I believe, were 104 and 107 were, were okay. what picks he has. And so he's saying, would you rather have Malik Willis and Kenneth Walker or Isaiah Spiller and Sam Howell? Probably, Malik, probably Malik and Kenneth Walker, bro. Like, honestly, I mean, yeah. if – Matt Kelly, Podfather says it all the time, scared money don't make money. And if you're going to go boom upside, uh, Malik Willis has got that kind of crazy boom upside in the league. Is he going to hit? Is he going to fire? None of us know, right? But he's going to be a first-round pick, potential to be a high first-round pick. Kenneth Walker, again, I keep saying it. As much as we talk about Isaiah Spiller and Brees Hall, yo, it wouldn't shock me one bit if come April 28th or April 29th, day two of the NFL draft, the first running back we hear called is Kenneth Walker. Not Brees Hall, yeah. not Isaiah Spiller, not Rashad White, not Kenneth Walker. Running back one off the board in the NFL draft. The NFL looks at Kenneth Walker and says, that's the guy I want. So I'm still very much in on Kenneth Walker. I don't really get – I'm seeing a lot of just buzz and, and I don't want to say hate, but just unnecessary movement down of Kenneth Walker. So if I'm, if I'm yeah. playing to win the damn game, give me K-9 – and give me Malik Willis, and then we'll make something shake, baby. Now we have Jeff uh, in the comments with another Super Chat question. Can Justin Fields be a top five quarterback with a new OC in Chicago? Where are you at with Justin Fields? Okay. I actually think I'm higher on Justin Fields than you no, no, are. No, 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 Where no, 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 no. Bullshit. Don't lie to the people. Don't you do that. Because you have been Justin Fields' hater. You have been Justin okay, Fields' no, hater numero no, no, uno. We're not doing this again. We're not doing this again. You're right. We're not you doing have this again. You have personified me as a Justin Fields hater. And I've told you for months that I think he's the quarterback I want from this draft class who can take his game to the next level in the NFL. It was just early on with those passing props, I was taking the unders. And if you recall, I was hitting them at a pretty good clip. So I'm not Justin Fields' hater. I like his long-term prospects, but last year he was bad. He was real bad. I think – here's the thing that I think. I think so – I think a lot of dynasty gamers – and we got a lot of new dynasty gamers, right? 
everybody's looking at who can be top five. Like, honestly, y'all, I don't think anybody's cracking the top five for a, a long time. You, These are your locked and loaded top five dynasty quarterbacks for the foreseeable future. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and then revolving door of Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. Um, I, can he crack that? I don't know, man. I don't know. I, maybe, maybe for an offseason, but maybe, not lasting, probably. Maybe. I, I just... There's those guys are elite, right? Can Fields become that? Maybe. But I just I think it's going to be very hard for any of these young quarterbacks. And it, it, it's funny because now I'm about to go off on a on a Ray G tangent for a minute. It's funny because everybody's telling you to fade the 2022 quarterbacks, right? Because they can't, they're not gonna be able to be top 12, top 10. I got a news flash for you. Like the next couple of years, who else is gonna crack that? In 2023, I'm telling y'all right now, my QB1 is CJ Stroud, not Bryce Young. I like Bryce Young, don't love him. 2024, we have no clue. Maybe Quinn Ewers, maybe Caleb Williams, Jackson Dart, okay. But for the most part, like the cats that are in the NFL right now that are sitting in that upper echelon of dynasty quarterbacks, they're not moving. Josh Allen ain't going nowhere. Lamar's not moving. Burrow's not moving. Herbert's not moving. T-Law, Lance Fields has the, have the, the potential to move up. Dak Prescott is still in the building. Kyler Murray is still in the build. Like, it's going to be very difficult for quarterbacks for the next three, four, five years to crack that top 10, to crack that top eight. So when you're looking at, I don't want Malik, I don't think he can be a top 10 guy. Well, shit, is Bryce Young going to be top 10? And I look, I am, I got a Bama helmet yeah. right there. I'm like a, outside of USC, I'm like an honorary Roll Tide member here. It's going to be very difficult for a lot of these quarterbacks to crack that top five, top ten. Um, can Fields do it? Maybe, man. But if I had to bet on it right now, I'd take the under on that happening, man. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, right? And I think people are not realizing the era of quarterbacks that we just went through. Having Phillip Rivers for like 18 years, Ben for 18 years, Tom Rogers is still in the league, Matt Ryan been in Atlanta for like 15 years. So we're kind of seeing the second coming of a new crop of a lot of really good quarterbacks that are going to be in the league for a long time and really good for a long time. So cracking that top 12, it's going to be tough. Now, the next question is, would Acres for Kamara straight up make sense or would a draft pick be needed no. in the deal to make you no. make that move? That makes no sense. No. A 23-year-old running back for uh, RB going into his, what, sixth season? Straight up? Like you're trading away Acres to get Kamara? Okay, yeah. No, no, that, that that doesn't make sense. Yes, I would need. So you would need picks on the Kamara side. It, like yeah. you need, if, if you were to give up Acres, yeah, you'd want I'm, Kamara. If plus I'm Chris. trading you Acres, you're going to give me Kamara plus something. I'm not trading you Acres for Kamara straight up. And I don't care. I don't care how he looked at the end of the season. The dude literally did nothing from the off season, the entire season, and they threw him out there coming off of a blown Achilles. Um, for for the last week of the season and the playoff Super Bowl run, hell no, I'm not trading him for uh, for Kamara straight up in Dynasty. No, I need something on top of that, dog. And I get it. He uh, okay. Yeah, he, he, he hadn't done anything, but he's 23 years old and he's valued. Like his value in the community is still top 10. So nah, I'm I'm good. I'll hold that. All right, do you have any worries about George Kittle with Trey Lance under center this season or expected to be Trey Lance under center this season? 
I mean, probably. Come I mean, on. Yeah. I mean, George Kittle's dope, man, but he's dope. But, I mean, it, it's hard to get bullet. Like, where are you – who? What tight ends are you taking? Like, who are you taking George Kittle over? You're not taking him over Andrews. You're not taking him over Kyle Pitts. Nope. For this season, you're not taking him Kelsey's over Travis Kelsey. This, if, but if in Kelsey's Dynasty, back maybe you would. Dynasty, maybe. Yeah, like, yes. Kittle's got, you know, four years of youth on Travis Kelsey. So you would do that just strictly off of youth, but it won't be off production. Um, listen, man, we see this story play out. Like, now, Lamar Jackson has been able to thrive with Mark Andrews has been able to thrive with Lamar Jackson as a mobile rushing quarterback. Dallas Goddard has his moments with Jalen Hurts, so I'm not going to be full-fledged panic mode on George Kittle, but I think we probably would need to temper expectations just a little bit until they find their groove and figure it out. But Kittle's still a top-five dynasty asset at the tight end position, so is it full-fade? Nah. Is it a little concern? I think it's a little concern for everybody until we see how Trey Lance plays. And I'm not even saying concern from a panic level, but I think it's just wait and see. Like, let's see how maybe Lance drops back there and he's a strategic scrambler, right? He's not just running around 15, 16 times a game. Maybe it's when he needs to. He takes off and he picks up chunks yards, but he wants to throw the ball. He's got the arm. You see all the highlights. The arm strength is wild, man. It's crazy. So um, maybe he sits back there and he just deals. You know what I mean? And when he does run, it's just positive, positive script, positively scripted runs, and it works out well. So I'm not going to be full panic or, or say I'm worried. I just want to see how it plays out. But right now, I would probably take in Dynasty uh, Andrews, Pitts, Waller over Kittle, but he's still top five, man. All right, so I just want to point one thing out, and Jay said it in the chat, is that people need to remember that tight ends are usually more heavily targeted by younger quarterbacks than older quarterbacks, right? So there may be a safety blanket factor there for Trey Lance the next season with George Kittle. But like you're saying, Ray, we just don't know how he's going to ultimately distribute the ball. And until we see that, we can't really be confident in any type of target share that we know uh, or expect from George Kittle in the future. So I just want to quickly mention that, but it was a good point by Jay that typically younger quarterbacks will target tight ends more frequently than older Joe quarterbacks coming, will. Joe coming hard with the Cam makers. Hey, we'll just uh, favorite this and we'll just like this. Here's the thing. Say what you want. If they're going to give him the opportunity to be the guy, all you can bet on is opportunity, right? Are the players going to produce? We'll see. Every Everybody, everybody basing Akers' future off of his five-game sample size after not practicing and playing football for over eight months is asinine to me. Like, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's more, I, I think that is recency prisoner of the moment bias. The Rams offensive line didn't create holes for any running back, not just Cam Akers. They could not run the ball, period, right? But if they're going to come back and say, this is going to be our guy in 2022, if you want to fade that, that's cool. But I'm chasing the opportunity. And volume matters in fantasy. And if you don't believe that, there's data out there. If he's going to be lined up in the backfield and getting 60% of the opportunities at the running back position, and we saw with him coming back, him being utilized in the receiving game, that's what I'm chasing. I'm chasing the opportunity and the volume. So if he produces, then great. If not, it's better than uh, you know putting your eggs in a, in a, in a player. The same people, you know, people saying sell, he's a fade, but go buy Tony Pollard. Like, come on, man. Like, 
I, I'm just chasing the opportunity. The dude literally tore his ace, his Achilles, didn't play for nine months, and then came back out there. So uh, production comes after opportunity, doesn't come before. So I'm chasing the opportunity and hoping for the production. Uh, what player do you predict will be a riser at the NFL Combine? You know, you mentioned already that Pierre Strong, you think is a guy who could be a riser, but is there anybody else that you're kind of thinking that could be a riser come Combine Day that people aren't really paying attention to right now? Hmm. I think one that everybody's excited to see is Jahan Dotson because he was supposed to be at the Senior Bowl um, and didn't go for whatever reason, but I think he's going to look good in the drills. Um, I think his height and weight are going to be kind of important. So I think Dotson, we're seeing him mocked in round one in a lot of mock drafts, right? Technician, Penn State, really good job of putting those pass-catching weapons out there. I think Jahan Dotson could be a big riser after the combine. Um, also, kind of lesser-known guys that picked up steam after Mobile, another good opportunity for a player like Christian Watson to, to rise. Uh, I think the combine is important for some of these running backs, Tyler Algier, Abram Smith, Isaiah Spiller. I think it's going to be – I think the combine is going to really put some separation between these running backs, right? Like how fast is Spiller? Um, how big is Kenneth Walker? Uh, you know, what does Tyler Algier actually run? So I think it will be important for these running backs, not so much for the QBs. Um, you know, we'll kind of see the arm strength and some of their accuracy stuff, accuracy stuff in the combine setting. But for the quarterback, a lot of that comes pro day, man. The pro days for the quarterbacks is where they really get to shine scripted, uh, you know, kind of like a play, and they get to go do their thing at the pro yeah. day. Um, but I'm ready for J Jahan Dotson. I think he could be a big riser um, after the combine. And I see Jack talked about George Pickens, seeing what he weighs in at, seeing how he runs, how fluid he is in drills. Um, we see that happen as well. So I think the wide receivers, it's going to be big for the receivers, big for the running backs. Two, two sleeper kind of running backs, Zonovan Knight, player that I think could – and I trust some people – the guy that he's working with um, for sports performance is supposed to be, like, legit good. So I think Bam Knight could rise up the boards quite a bit if he performs well at the Combine. Um, yeah, that's all I got off the top of my head right now. Those are some players that I'll have my eye on uh, pretty closely. A lot of those, lot of those running backs after, after the top three guys, top four guys. Kyron Williams as well. Let's see what he tests in at. Yeah, uh, Mike, to your question in the chat about guys not going to the Combine, I haven't looked at the whole list yet. Maybe we can touch yeah. on that next week when we kind of get into Combine stuff. Um, but yeah, we'll have better info for that in regards to who's not going and maybe who's not participating next week when we get a little bit more information. Um, so, Ray, next question for you is Joshua Palmer for the rookie 303 and Donald Parham in a Superflex League. How do you feel about that trade? Those are just guys, man. Donald Parham <laughs> and who? So Josh Palmer, so Chargers receiver Josh Palmer for the 303 and Donald Parham um, in a Superflex League. I think I'd probably, I guess if you like Josh Palmer, maybe you keep him. And if you don't like him, you take the 303 and Parham. It's it's a very probably, inconsequential I'd probably, move I'd probably, I'd probably, Yeah, I'd probably take the 303. Give me give me the black, give me the young kid. Give me Donald, pa give me, you could take my Donald Parham and take, uh, man, I'm seeing rumors about David and Joku to the Chargers. That'd be dope. If Joku, that'd be Ooh. nice with Justin Herbert. Wouldn't that be a good move? Justin Herbert gets David and Joku. So they need good. a tight end. They need a tight end. Yeah. And he's an athletic field stretcher. He I would love that. That would relegate Donald Parham hell, to nothing. Um, Palmer, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're switching out Josh Palmer for 
for Jalen Tolbert, for maybe Sky Moore, I'd probably take the young guy. I'd probably take the 303 over Palmer and Parham. Oh, God. Short said brick hands, uh, brick hands and Joku. <laughs> I, uh, He's I, athletic, I'm not though. in on. I'm not in on Palmer. We got, you know, Terrence and Rico said hold Palmer. I'm not in on Palmer. I think he's, yeah, a lot of people like Palmer. Palmer will be good yeah. with no Williams. So everybody says they like Palmer. If Williams I'm not leaves. A, I'm, I think Williams is gone. They ain't going to pay that dude, are they? I'm, I'm not as high on I don't Palmer, know. What, man. What, what I'm do not you as think high on Palmer, but I don't hands From a contract perspective, though. Like, is Mike Williams more than probably a five-year, $70 million guy? Whatever, whatever he can get. Didn't Corey Davis get 50 M's? Corey Davis got 50 M's yeah. from the Jets. If Corey Davis got 50 That's M's, Mike Williams is about to be bag-chasing, bro. And I don't blame him. <laughs> I, I, I don't blame him. I, okay, finally, That's I got true. someone to my defense. What's the point of holding Palmer? I guess you know it's it's Mike Williams leaving, right? That's that's Mike the Williams leaving sure. and Justin Herbert is is the point. Yeah. Um I'm just not as high on him. You feel me? Like, but I, he, he's fine to me. But what do you? He's just a guy, in my opinion. I don't think he's ever going to be anything. I'd rather just take a shot on Sky Moore, maybe maybe becoming something. But I don't hate it, man. Like, yeah, holding Palmer, hoping for a little early season breakout, then selling. There you go, hot damn. Hot damn is hoping for a bomb ben from Herbert, for sure. and then he's going to sell Week the shit one. out of Josh Palmer. There you go. I love it. All right. All right. Big question for you. It's talking about the 2020 class, the 2021 class, and the 2022 class, right? So is mm-hmm. the point is, is that you have Herbert, Tua, Burrow, Jonathan Taylor, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Swift, Dobbins, Akers, Judy, Lamb, Jefferson, your first round in 2020. First round in 2021, T-Law, Lance, Fields, Wilson, Jones, Pitts, Etienne, Javante, Najee, Chase, Smith, Waddle. Another very talented first round in the past two seasons. Do any of the 2022 class crack the first round in either of these years? And if so, who would you drop out? Really? See, I think you're wrong about this. I've been thinking about this a lot. I think you're wrong. If you combine 2020 and 2022, right? You got no, I'm not combined. 20... Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, I, okay. If there's, you combine there's one guy. 2020... I think there's a. I think there's one guy. I think there's a point we can make. And I, okay, and I so think, if you, if you I think separate, the one guy from both classes. Okay, if you combine 2020 and 2021, I don't think there's a single player in 2022 that cracks the top 12 if you combine those two no. classes. I, and I don't care them. if it's I don't care them. if it's super flex or single quarterback. Super flex, hell no, because it's going to be yeah. <laughs> super flex, it's gonna be hard for a receiver to crack it, right? Because you're going Burrow, Herbert, uh, Trey Lance, Justin Fields. Trevor Lawrence, that's at least five quarterbacks right there. Then you're going JT, Swift, Javante, Najee, uh, uh, Dobbins, Akers, Dobbins, Gibson, Akers. ETN. The, the, no. If you break them out, 2020, yes. I think you might get, based on the community consensus, not what we believe, I think Traylon would probably crack 2021. I'm at 2020. Traylon will crack 2020. Really? You think I so? I think Trey, yeah, because Rager, like, are we doing this with the information that we know now or trying to put our mind frame inside? Well, I'm, I'm of- thinking as a prospect, right? I don't think that, I don't think that Traylon is a better prospect than Judy Lamb or Jefferson. I've, I wouldn't, I mean, I don't know where you're at with them, but I don't, those are the only, those are the only guys that even made it to this list. But the question is, is it's CEH, is CEH the guy that, we're going to leave in this list just because he Dude, went first round, a, but he wasn't a first a, round prospect. 
this is such a loaded question because you're trying to put your mind back into how you thought in 2020. And if we go back to them as prospects, everybody had Clyde in round one. If we look at it yeah. now, then absolutely. He's out. Judy's out. Rager's out. Henry Ruggs is out. Like, you know what I mean? But yeah. as prospects, you got to remember Rager, first round pick. Ruggs, first wide receiver off the board. Judy, top 15 pick. Jefferson, top 25 pick. Like, all those, like, it, it, it's very difficult to do this. So, as prospects, I do believe that Traylon Burks would have cracked the top 12. If, if people were taking Rager and, and Ruggs and Judy, I think Traylon Burks is a better prospect than those guys, right? I don't think he was a better prospect than Lamb or a better prospect than Justin Jefferson, but I think he's a better prospect than all the other receivers that were drafted in that class. Running back-wise, you can make the argument for Brees Hall, Isaiah Spiller. Um, in 2021, maybe Burks, cracks, maybe Burks cracks the top 12 of all of each one of those classes, but you combine those two classes, and I don't think there's a single player in 2022 that cracks that combined, uh, those combined classes as far as it, whether it's single quarterback and absolutely not in super flex. No way. Like, just let's just rank the top five running backs from 2020, 2021, and 2022. Jonathan Taylor, right? Locked and loaded. JT. Yep. Swift and Swift. Swift and Javonta Williams to some order. Yeah. Najee Harris. So that's four. I'm, and Najee I'm just, could even be ahead of them, too. Yeah, Najee ahead of them, right? So JT, Najee, Swift, Javonta Williams. Then where are you going? Dobbins you or going, Akers. Probably one of those two would be the next two. Probably well, from the classes, right? Yeah, probably Would you throw Dobbins Gibson in there. Yeah. I'm kind of yeah. I think I think Gibson's maybe. in there. Etn, Etn is in there, right? Yeah, I don't what know. We know ETN today as far as value, but he's he's going to be good. What we know today, would Elijah Mitchell be in there? He'd probably be at the back end still. I like him, but I don't think I don't know if we believe in the long term sustainability of Elijah Mitchell right now. Okay, all right. Good question. Good question. Yeah, the Chiefs did reach with that CEH pick. Literally, probably one of the worst. Terrible. One of the <laughs> worst picks in a long time. Uh, and Evan said Burks knocked Slim Reaper or Waddle out of 2021. All right, what else we got, man? So what would you pay to acquire Saquon Barkley right now? I tried Where to are you at with for, old Saquon I tried to Dable. trade. I tried to trade Cam Akers straight up for him, and the guy thought about it. Really? But he said no. Um or he wanted something else on top of it, and I didn't want to do that. Um, I would trade a first and something for him. I, I, I'm still in on Saquon, man. Like I, That ankle injury was freak. Uh, the Giants were a dumpster fire. He's 25 years old. He's getting, he's getting to that point, right? But um, he's an athletic marvel. If he could stay on the field, you know, that that's the big thing with Saquon. Can he stay on the field? You have to think, and I'm just going to assume with better coaching, with a coach that's competent, things get better for everybody in that offense. How much better? Not sure. But I'm not out on Saquon by any stretch of the imagination. A lot of people are. They're just done. They, they're done with Saquon Barkley. I still think he's one of the best running backs in the league athletically. Um, there's not even a debate on how good he is, how talented and unique his skill set is. When you talk about a, a three-down skill set and just a, a, being able to do it at an elite level, at such a proficient level, Saquon Barkley can do that. The issue is it's health, right? It's Christian McCaffrey. It's Saquon Barkley. Like These dudes just have not 
been healthy. So it's like, are you, are you, do you have the patience? Do you have the discipline to say, I'm still going to ride with the, the talent, what I know he can produce and the opportunity that's going to come his way. And if you're okay with that risk, the risk of, and a lot of medical people said there's no such thing as injury prone. Like that's just, that's not a real thing. I'm not here to debate the veracity of that or not, but a lot of injury individuals, experts say that's not a true thing. It just injuries happen, but nobody is born injury prone. Um, I'm still in on Saquon Barkley. I would give up a first and a second to get him. You know, if you're telling me, Ray, you got the 107 this year and I'm staring down the barrel of Kenneth Walker or Garrett Wilson or Drake London and somebody wanted that pick for Saquon straight up, I'd trade it in a heartbeat. I don't know if you can get that done, but would you give up what the 107? What about the 101? And- That's in the comments right now. Would you trade the 101 for Saquon Barkley? Ooh. <laughs> ah. You putting fire to ass, right? Like fire to ass. You would do ass. it. You would do uh, it. Because if if you think he's better than Breeze, you think he's better than Isaiah Spiller, you think he's better than Kenneth Walker. I I mean, it's a ceiling play, but it's it's a lot to give up. You know, it, it may be the perceived value the years, of the player man. isn't great. Yeah, you know, well, big you're giving time. up you're giving up the years. Um depends on my team. If my team was ready to go and I just had the one-on-one and I'm ready to roll like right now. <sighs> yeah, maybe, probably, probably. I probably would do it. Ah, I don't like it. I probably would do it. I feel bad, but I would probably do it. I feel bad, man. Because if I feel bad, but I'd probably do it. Okay, so next question. Can Dalton Schultz make it into t- into the top five tight end conversation no. as far as value? No, no. no. <laughs> I don't think love, so. I love, I love Dalton Schultz. Whoever asked that knows that I love Dalton Schultz. He was tight and end I'm, three on the season, though. I had to double check that. Listen, I didn't even believe it. I told, I t- did I not tell it? Did I not tell the people? You did. Fade the J- Blake Jarwin chatter. Dalton Schultz is going to be the dude for Dallas, and he finishes tight end three. I don't think he can crack the top three consistently, but I think you're looking at a locked and loaded top ten dynasty tight end easy. Easy. Yeah. And Top I, five in points and, per game, too. And and everything know. that I'm hearing down here in Dallas, I know everybody's like, oh, they can't pay him. That I'm hearing that they may franchise him. Like, they don't want to let him go. Like, that's just the rumblings. And that would be such a Dang. Dallas move to franchise a tight end, right? Tight that would end, be a like, Dallas why? move. But I'm hearing that they do not want to lose Dalton Schultz. I don't think Dak wants to lose Dalton Schultz. If you're just talking about who the most consistent pass catcher for Dallas was this year, it wasn't Coop. It wasn't Lamb. It was Dalton Schultz. You can make the case the most, for sure. He was. I didn't say he was the, the 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 highest ceiling play, the most explosive. But when you're just talking about reliable, it was Dalton Schultz. And uh, I think he's locked and loaded. Top ten dynasty tight end. Top five. Top three. You get a season like this. That's fantastic. But the crazy thing is, even with him finishing uh, five in points per game and top three overall, people's his value still hasn't caught up to the production. Like no one's gonna pay you probably what Dalton Schultz probably should be worth. If this were T.J. Hawkinson that did what Dalton Schultz did back to back seasons, like this isn't a one hit wonder for Dalton Schultz. He did it last season. He did it the year before, and then he did it this past season. Um, I think he's for real, man. He's a consistent, reliable blanket. Uh, he's only 25 years old, I believe, going into year four. Um, I'm all in on Dalton Schultz, but not as a top five, top top three guy. And I love him. I just got to keep it real, though. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And, you know, obviously there's the concerns of 
Uh, Cedric Wilson potentially not coming back. Michael Gallup probably leaving. Cooper maybe being unhappy. Maybe you could speak to that more. Mr. Dallas media insider himself. Mm. But we'll see. You know, we know CeeDee Lamb's going to be there. And so he's going to get a ton of targets. So that, as far as I'm concerned, I'm happy with. What, now, what do you have to give up to get? Have... Real quick, what do you have to give up to get Schultz? That's a good question. Um, would you give up? Here's a question to you, Jay. Would you trade, like, let's say in a tight end premium league, right? You got Trey McBride, Jalen Weidemeyer, the two top tight ends in this class, going mid-second. Would you give up a 205 and the chance to take Trey McBride or Jalen Weidemeyer, or would you, would you rather Dalton Schultz? Me, I want Dalton Schultz. And so this is assuming we don't know where he's playing, right? We don't have no clue. No clue where he's playing. Could be in Dallas. Could be in New York with the Jets. I think I'll Who take. The, I think I'll take the pick. I think I'll take really? the shot on the younger mm. player over assuming Schultz goes back. Because I think if Schultz leaves, his value takes a massive hit. That's my only Man. problem. I, I think. I think I'm willing to run the risk of losing Schultz. Who again, like mm. Schultz is probably worth a first round pick, but you're never going to get it from anybody. Never. Like no one's ever going to pay yeah. you that. No, no one's. Where maybe pay you that. take a shot on McBride and he becomes a great tight end, you could get the value that you should get for a top tight end. And that's my only, if I'm playing the value game, but I get why you'd want to take Schultz because mm. if he stays in Dallas, he's going to be good. But if he leaves, he's probably Austin Hooper. Uh, whew, you are, ah, I think if he leaves, he got, he got the bag. If he leaves, he got the bag. And outside of Janu Smith, <laughs> If a tight end gets the bag, he's going to get the opportunity. Um, I think it's okay. So, what about Hunter Henry? Like to me, the most recent examples are Jonathan Smith, Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry is a Hunter Henry is a top twenty. He scored what nine touchdowns this year? Nobody wants Hunter Henry. Come on, nobody. You're not. You're not trading for Hunter Henry. You're not trying to. Nobody wants any tight end after tight. Nobody wants any tight end after tight end six or seven. Nobody wants (laughs) any of them after tight end six or seven. So it's not about what you want. It's about what. It's not about what you know, Clyde. It's what you can prove in the court of law. It's not about what you want. It's about what they're producing and. Hunter Henry is a favorite target of Mac Jones, for better or worse. And if you had Hunter Henry, you're starting him, and you may not have been like just over the moon about his production, but you got production out of Hunter Henry. I'm take, dude. There's no way in hell I'm taking Trey McBride or Jalen Weidermeyer over. <laughs> Somebody said Hunter Henry's stiff as fuck. Yes, he is stiff. <laughs> But he, he gets is. open in the end zone, all right? Um, You're in right. 28, man. He's been in the league a while. Hunter Henry's still only 28? Turning 28, yeah. Super chat. Super chat in the building. Let's go. Oh, Deontay Johnson. Ooh, Deontay, Deontay Johnson. Johnson, yeah. Deontay Johnson. It's not close. Yeah, easy. Deontay Johnson. I love Deontay, Deontay Johnson. Appreciate the two, Alex. Deontay Johnson. Deontay man. Johnson's still over DJ Moore, just in case people forgot. Kiss, kiss oh boy all right you said there was another question what's up yes somebody caught the law-abiding citizen reference thank you rico <laughs> that's my guy yes sir let's do it what we got uh value for nick chubb right now as far as draft picks where are you at with nick chubb are you buying are you selling if you are selling what are you selling them for talked about this on the tiktok make sure you go to destination debbie tiktok if you're trading for nick chubb you are a 100 win now team if you're trading for Nick Chubb, you are a win now team. And I wouldn't mind, like, you, you're, and I mean, not like I'm kind of win now, like you are locked and loaded. I've got the roster to compete. I got the roster to win, this, win it this year. I wouldn't mind giving, I'd give up a first for him if I'm win now. If you're middle of the road trying to rebuild, get him off your roster. Like, love Nick Chubb. 
probably going to be top five in the NFL in rushing this year. We thought about his over-under props on prize picks. I think it's 1,300. I think he's like 1,300. Yeah. So he's going to smash yeah. again. Very low um, for a guy who could be, you know, the thing could, for him is, again, could, itself. He could lead the league in rushing. But if you're not a win-now team, you need to be getting off. Dalvin Cook, Zeke, you may have missed that window. Nick Chubb, yeah. Derrick Henry, uh, Eckler, maybe a little bit. But if you're a team that's like not win now and you're kind of in the rebuild mode, you're in no man's land, you need to be getting off of Nick Chubb. So um, if I'm win now, I don't mind paying a first for him. Outside of that, he's got to go putting him on a putting on him a first class ticket uh, to a different roster. Yeah, so that's it as far as our questions from yesterday. If anyone has any more questions, um, I see one here. Value of 49ers pass catching weapons next year with Trey Lance. It's hard to wait say, right? Wait we don't see, know wait and see. who's yeah, going to be the guy. See. Wait and see, because, you know, he did well when he played. That game versus the Texans versus the Cardinals was his first game. Just wait and see. Let's let's wait and see on the 49ers pass catchers. I don't want to proclaim doom and gloom, and then he goes out there and it's bombs over Baghdad to Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and George Kittle. And then I also don't want to tell you it's going to be that, and it's run, 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 out route to Juwan Jennings. Juwan Jennings is a sneaky little buy, though, especially in best ball formats. Juwan Jennings, uh, for the cost to just hold him on your roster, um, I think that's a pretty, uh, a pretty, uh, pretty nice little cheap investment. But that's it, man. Great questions today. Great. There was some yep. other stuff I wanted to get into about players you need to be moving off of, but maybe we can talk about that. I feel attacked, Terrence. I feel attacked. You join us every day. I appreciate you tapping in every day, but I feel attacked. I'm not a Judy truther, but I was like, I know hey, I think you were Judy's talking gonna... a lot of shit about talking, Judy yesterday. I was hyping him up. I was hyping him up being the guy. I, it's got to happen this year. You're, it's got to. The players has got to happen for this year. It's a wrap. Jerry Judy, Brandon Ayuk, Lavisca Chenault. Like it needs to happen this year. It, it needs to happen this year, or it's Vizca. over. So you are right. My fingers are crossed, but do not attack me like that. One more. Davis Mills. Dotson Superflex, is he a buy low? Davis Mills is going to be the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans this year. If I'm in a Superflex league, bro, I'm not trading him for less than a first-round pick. I, I'm not. I'm not. They're going to ride him this year. There's, there's no reason. Houston's not a quarterback away from competing, so they might as well give him the reins, let him see. And year after year, there's going to be a league mate in your league that loses the quarterback, that does this, and I promise you'll be able to trade Davis Mills uh, for a first-round pick. We got one more super chat from Top Dog. Who would win in a one-on-one, Jay Rich or Ray GQ? Come on, bro. Why does Top Dog have to do this? On, See, he, he he's trying to incite a war. Come on, bro. On the show at the end, we we've had this conversation. It's on the internet. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. Look Man, it up. Man, what's give under, you a little Brandon Marshall? What's reference. understood don't need to be said. I am going to jam Jay Rich so hard in his sternum. Uh, that he that he he has to catch his breath. It would not be close. I would wreck Jay in every aspect of the football field, football field, basketball court. It doesn't matter. I'm okay. I'm, I'm, whoa. Take the over. Whoa. Take the over. I am I'm terrible at basketball. You, I don't oh, think well. you can beat me in basketball, bro. I'm a tenacious rebounder. Okay. Get him off. The I am screen. Bismack Biyombo Get him off the, the screen. Get him off the screen. 
Thank y'all for tapping in today. Tomorrow, Dynasty Superflex Startup. We're going to take a look at a mock draft that we did. Superflex Dynasty Startup. Seeing where these rookies fall in amongst the current NFL players. This is the first one. We have not done one of these on the channel yet. So make sure you tap in. I think we're going to break it down into two parts. Look at the teams, how they constructed their teams. Um, so make sure you tap in. Subscribe to the Wake Up Ray G podcast feed. You can see that in the description below. Subscribe to the free 99 newsletter. And go to prize picks. Use the promo code WAKEUP. Let's get in on these NFL futures. We might do a little challenge with these futures, right? If y'all think OGQ is wrong, put your $10 in. They'll match your 10 You ain't even got to go all the way to 100 And we'll see. Maybe we'll put a little pool together and see who hits the most NFL future props. We appreciate y'all tapping in. We love you. Uh, take care. Have a great day. And we'll be back tomorrow morning. We out. Peace.